0: It's okay to be ticked off at your governor. It's okay to think to yourself, hey, this lady ain't cutting it. It's okay to think to yourself, this woman is a tyrant. It's okay. Listen, I'm running out of words to describe how bad Governor Whitmer is. And it's okay to feel that way. Until you decide to come up with a plot to kidnap the governor. Then, you know, that's what we call a bridge too far. Good morning. Welcome to the Snark Factor. I'm your peppy host, Fingers Malloy. The very lovely Sarah Smith is womaning the news desk this morning. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Fingers. Good Lord.
1: I don't know what to say. I really don't. I really don't.
0: A listen, Governor Whitner- Whitmer has been a disaster.
1: A disaster.
0: We won't Reach. even get into the roads. Fix the damn roads. The roads are still crap, and and have that campaign slogan: "Fix the damn roads." As if no other governor ever thought to themselves, "Hey, you know what? We should fix the roads."
1: What a crazy idea!
0: We have talked on several occasions on this program about the executive orders and how they they've gone too far, and how she has used her phone and her pen to quote another great American (laughs) uh, and gone completely off the rails, drunk with power. And it's completely understandable, especially if you are a business owner, to be upset with the governor. If you've lost your job because of these executive orders, because the governor has insisted that businesses, your business, shut down, and it's especially frustrating knowing the latest CDC information about the fatality rate of COVID-19, where it's not nearly as deadly as it was first, was first reported. It is completely understandable to be angry, and you are not going to find anyone associated with this radio program who will defend Governor Whitmer. You sure won't. However.
1: <laughs> However.
0: And I, ki- kidnapping's I, not okay. It's However, not, kidnapping's not okay. I understand the frustration. I get it. You think her actions are un-American. You th- you're throwing the treason word around. I Listen, I understand the frustration. I, I feel your pain. I get it. You know what you do? You protest. Mm-hmm. You get politically active. Mm-hmm. You push back. You vote in November. Will it get her out of office? No, but it sends a message. If there's a big red wave in Michigan... In November, it sends a message to Governor Whitmer like, hey, maybe we went a little too far. Mm-hmm. What you don't do is contact your pals and say, hey, you know what? Who's up for a good old-fashioned kidnapping? Mm-hmm. I am not for the violent overthrow of state government. He was calling
1: for a... He, there's a recorded phone call where he said he needed 200 men to storm the Capitol building and take hostages because he wanted to try Whitmer for treason before the November election.
0: Yeah. So
1: 200 men to storm the Capitol building.
0: I, I don't know where to begin. Look, this story broke a few days ago. And unfortunately, we are recording this this week. We aren't doing this live. So this story will continue to develop as more details are released. But there is a timeline that was released uh, by Christine McDonald over at the Detroit News. And I'm not going to get into all the details uh, regarding the timeline other than this plot started Uh, the, the, The beginning of the plot was was way back in June. And these these cats were actually under surveillance or under investigation in early 2020. Now. The way you hear Governor Whitmer talk. This was all because Donald Trump told the Proud Boys Right. To stand down and stand by. Stand
1: down and stand by. Not, not to mention that they were being watched because of they, they were, uh, suspected for targeting police officers at that time. Which isn't really necessarily a right wing, proud boy sort of position to take. Just for the, just as a little side note. That's all.
0: We aren't going to get into the background of these characters, other than to say this. I would hope this would unite most people, but even I can't even say this unites people because I have seen people on Facebook say it's a shame they didn't get her.
1: Oh God!
0: And I, I, I uh, don't even joke about stuff like that.
1: Right. It's right. It's, it's not. not it's not
0: funny. No. It's not wise, especially on social media. You're going to throw that out there. Mm. You're being watched, gang.
1: The Internet is forever, guys. Yeah.
0: And listen, I understand the need to offer a lava hot take on everything, but sometimes it's best when you're offering a lava hot take on a dicey situation, say, Uh, The potential kidnapping of your governor to maybe look at what you're about to tweet or look at what you're about to put on Facebook. Take a breath. Look at the delete button. Take another breath. Look at the delete button and then delete it. Because, as Sarah Smith said, the internet is forever. And
1: ever and ever.
0: And I'm not saying that you should be paranoid about everything you do on the internet. You kind of should be. but It's
1: not paranoid if you know they're watching you. <laughs>
0: they're watching you.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So... You such have, have
1: fun with it, guys. Like, just don't let it drive you crazy. You know, yeah. don't let it drive you to kidnapping and charges of treason towards people. Like, you just have to have a sense of humor about it. Right. <laughs> just a tick.
0: I, I, I'm telling you, I just uh, you you just need to take a step back and breathe. <laughs> you cannot be on the side of we need to come up with a plan to. Kidnap the governor or drat. I wish they would have gotten away with kidnapping the governor. No, no, no. You can dislike the governor. I don't recommend hating the governor because the governor doesn't know that you hate her. And there's nothing that good that comes of hating someone, particularly someone who doesn't know that you hate them. You could strongly dislike them and then figure out a way to get her out of office Legally, (laughs) legally, good Lord. And this should not be a Lava Hot Take I'm offering here. And I know there are going to be people that are listening to this right now who are going to be upset that I'm saying this. And I uh, quite honestly, I don't want you listening to the show. (laughs) I don't want to be associated with you. I am a strong Second Amendment guy. I have listen, I grew up in Michigan. I love Michigan there there's a significant militia movement in Michigan. Don't have a problem with that at all. God bless you as long as you're following the law. I don't care. you be you don't come up with a plot to kidnap the governor. It's a low bar gang.
1: Sure is. And from your uh, peppy co-host, just borrow a phrase. The uh, left take on this is, see, told you so. They're all violent militians. Is "militias" a word? Why not? Sure. They're all violent militians that just want to overthrow the government and string people up, you see? And all these guys have been telling you to be worried about Antifa They're the ones you have to worry about. Stop setting this up for them.
0: Yeah. I mean, we talked about this during the first protest where people showed up armed to the teeth uh, at the Capitol. Again, strong Second Amendment guy here. I, I am against all forms of gun control. However, I'm also very sensitive to messaging and if we are as a group trying to persuade trying to trying to persuade independence to come over to our side you have to put your best foot forward and your best messaging out there and if you show up armed to the teeth you're going to turn significant numbers of independence off that's all what is the purpose is the purpose to let the governor and state Officials know that there are militias out there who are armed and who are willing to fight for their freedom. I think they already know that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought the purpose of these protests was to persuade the governor, to put pressure on the governor to get rid of these executive orders. And I know we're talking about stuff that happened months ago, but it goes to a, a greater point, which is – we want to persuade people that the governor is wrong. The governor is acting like a tyrant. The solution isn't, hey, let's kidnap the governor. That you just played, as Sarah said, into the left's hands. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that we can say that's going to change the narrative. But actions mean something more. And I mean, the actions mean more than words. And when you come up with, A group of people who are plotting to kidnap the governor. It just feeds this ridiculous narrative that the left has about the violence that's coming from the right. Meanwhile, last night, once again, we had an incident in Wisconsin where violent Antifa, Black Lives Matter protesters were marching through a neighborhood. And they just decided we're going to go start smashing people's windows in their homes.
1: Mm hmm. One of a 90-year-old woman who lives alone.
0: Bravo. Stunning mm-hmm. and brave. Yeah. These protesters.
1: Yeah. Well, she had to wake up. You know? She doesn't get to rest until they get to rest.
0: I'm telling you, I'm so sickened with what happened with, with, with this plot Mm-hmm. because it's it's one of those situations where you you hear it and you think okay this is this is going to be the narrative abc has ha- had a special i don't know if it's aired yet but they were promoting it this week on social media about the rise of white supremacy in this country and how it's turning increasingly violent and it made me physically ill and just showed me once again and showed the American people once again how corrupt corporate media is in this country and how Andrew Breitbart God rest his soul was right when he said over and over again that the mainstream media needs to be destroyed because we have documented repeatedly on this show and other shows obviously has as well and and Fox News has has been beating the drum on this too about the violence that has happened in uh, our city streets all across the country. And it's not just in Portland. Portland has been Antifa's playground for a couple of years now. And the governor right. went winky winky. Mm-hmm. You, you guys, you know, it, it was it, uh, Antifa's playground, Portland. And then you move up to Seattle and they had Chaz. They took over six city blocks. And, For weeks, for days, Seattle did nothing. Just let it happen. Mm -hmm. You name it, Chicago, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, New York, city after city after city. We've seen left. Rochester. Yeah, Rochester, New York, (laughs) for crying out loud. Kenosha, Wisconsin.
1: (laughs) Kenosha.
0: Minneapolis, City after city after city, we have seen left wing violence, Mm -hmm. and we've seen media apologists, and now or just
1: just complete ignoring it, denying that it's happening, saying it's that it's just a a made up right wing, just made it up.
0: Can you imagine how idiotic we would sound if we said, "Well, they were planning a mostly peaceful kidnapping plot"? (laughs) Can you imagine we would be mocked, and rightly so, and yet. Day after day, as these protests continue to rage on across the United States, and it's still happening in Portland, it's still happening in Portland, and it's happening in Wisconsin. And the narrative, according to Michelle Obama, is that most of the – these are mostly peaceful protests.
1: Just a small fraction of the protests have ended in
0: violence. Yeah, small fraction. I would ask the former first lady of the United States how you can classify something as a small fraction when the damage has cost hundreds of millions of dollars. How is that a small fraction? Michelle. I mean,
1: that's just what Netflix is paying them. So it's not that much, right?
0: Or that book that, that Barack Obama has. I'm sure he's still writing it. That's his his Guns and Roses Chinese Democracy. How long, is this, how long does it take to write a book for crying out loud? I can't wait loud? to read that. Oh, right. It'll be a real page turner.
1: So excited. <sighs>
0: but we need to push back because the, the, these are very dangerous times. Mm-hmm. And there can be real momentum for Republicans and Donald Trump, if they would just if, – if, if they would just get out of their own way.
1: <laughs>
0: right. Mike Pence, vice president of the United States – did a very good job in the debate with Kamala Harris, Senator Kamala, 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 Kamala. Have Kamala. we figured that out? Kamala? Have we Kama- figured that out? Kama, mm-hmm. Kamala. 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 I, I watched some of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I did. Uh, God bless you. I hope you uh, uh. your flask was full when you started. Uh, I I never thought in my lifetime I would – find a politician that would make Hillary Clinton look more likable.
1: I mean, really?
0: But Kamala Harris makes Hillary – it makes me miss Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. I was hoping she would show up on my TV screen and say, I'm just chilling in Cedar Rapids. Right.
1: As a woman, I can tell you, and I speak for all women, <laughs> um, when some someone like Kamala Harris – Is what we women, I mean, it's the same thing. She like falls into this narrative of abrasive, shrill women that are overcompensating because they feel like they have to in order to like live up to this is how men act. So I have to be a, you know, and it's just, it makes us all look bad.
0: I'll tell you what. It makes us all
1: look bad. It's just not, it's not how you're supposed to treat other people.
0: I'll tell you what else makes liberal women look bad. <laughs> not talking about you, Sarah, because you're not a liberal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But bear with me as I sound like a s- chauvinist pig for a second.
1: You want to mansplain it to me? Yes, I'm, I'm right. going to
0: man- – that, that's where I'm headed. All right. I'm really sick and tired of feminists cherry-picking all the really cool things about being a dude. Saying, I want to be treated just like a dude. Dude. Mm-hmm. But then falling back and acting like a weak, helpless little lady. He was talking over me. When you're treated like a man. Hmm. Have you ever sat around
1: a table with a bunch of men talking? Like, do you think that men let each other finish each other's sentences, Good and they Lord. don't like? I mean, you, you're in it. First of all, you're in a debate. First of all, you're in a debate, and it should be a debate format where you have a topic and one person says something and the other person rebuts that. And then the other person says something and there's a rebuttal to that. There's an actual form to these things. And this whole, I'm going to ask you one question and you have two minutes to answer it. And then I'm going to ask you a different question and you're going to have two minutes to answer it. And then we're going to move on to a whole different subject. (laughs) That's not a debate. Like it's just not. And Mike Pence did, Mike Pence did handle it really well because he ended up answering questions that he didn't have the opportunity to answer because he was too busy having to address the lies framed in the question.
0: Right. I mean, that's so anyway, That's so, part of the problem.
1: Correct. So Kamala Harris falls back on the fact that she's a woman.
0: Yes. And that's what be drives like me absolutely crazy. I don't uh, blame you. How do you think Vladimir Putin is going to treat you if you can't even stand up to Mike <laughs> freaking Pence?
1: Mike Pence was too tough for her.
0: Yeah, Mike, Mike Pence. Oh, I I I have no patience for that, and the media. And this is what drives me crazy. As I get older and more media savvy, I mean, I used to before I got into the media and before I was you know doing this radio show, I was just a just someone who was interested in politics and not really. A student of narrative, mm-hmm. of talking points, but it was clear to me that she was planning at some point, as soon as he interrupted her for the first time, that she was going to make a point of, of pointing out that she was being interrupted. Right. And from there, the talking, the media talking points were already written. It right. was mansplaining, mansplaining, mansplaining. That has to be thrown out. And then it was all over.
1: Supercuts of them talking at or just any. They throw supercuts of her saying, Excuse me, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking, followed by uh, clips of them just speaking at the same time, whether she interrupted or he interrupted. And the entire frame of their 30 second video that now this. Posts on Facebook is that Mike Pence was talking over Kamala Harris the
0: whole time. And that's what's maddening, too. She interrupted him on several occasions. She can get away with it. You know why, Sarah?
1: Because she's a woman. Oh, and she was also mumbling catty things under her breath. But she can get away with it. You want to know why? Privilege. Female privilege. It's a great thing if you know how to use it.
0: Well, listen, you, you definitely can use it when you have a completely corrupt media mm-hmm. who is completely in the tank for the Democratic Party. I It just sickens me to see Republican women repeatedly interrupted, disrespected. Ask Sarah – ask – Sarah Palin about mansplaining for Mm -hmm. a second. Ask Sarah Huckabee Sanders if she can say, excuse me, excuse me, you're interrupting me. Mm -hmm. How that would have, would that fly in the White House press room? I keep screwing up our current, uh, the the White House press secretary, Kaylee, uh,
1: Kay- Kaylee McKinney, Mc- 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 not McInnani McAnany, yeah. I don't know.
0: I Kaylee. I know. Kaylee. She follows me on Twitter. God bless you, Kaylee. I, I'm sorry. I, I know you listen every week. Um, <laughs> Just tweet bet- tweet us. Yes. Let us know. Look at any hearing that Betsy DeVos has had to testify in front of a a committee. And see how she's treated. And I got to hear, oh, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala was disrespected by Mike Pence. who's mansplaining. Get bent. (laughs) All of you. We need to stop playing this game on the right where you just, I wasn't doing that. You don't understand. I'm not a chauvinist. No, get bent. These are your rules. You want to try to lay down, but I'm not playing by them. You're a hypocrite. You have no problems treating conservative women like garbage and then turn around and act as though uh, you're not above being treated like everybody. You're above being treated like everybody else. Stop it. With that, we have to take a break. We'll be back with more of the Snark Factor on Wham Talk 1600 AM, 92.7 FM right after this. Mike Pence during the debate said to Kamala Harris, "When you don't get your way, you try to change the rules." And he's right. Welcome back. It's the Snark Factor. Follow me on Twitter at fingersmalloy. Follow Sarah on Twitter at mama swati. Spell that for the kids.
1: M A M A S W A T I.
0: Find the snark factor and everything Fingers Molloy on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio, and, of course, the website is fingersmolloy.com, where you can find this program and Eat, Drink, Smoke, the nationally syndicated radio program I co-host with Tony Katz out of Indianapolis. You can find all the podcasts I'm associated with on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. It's there. Trust me we may be actually going to upload some of these snark factor podcasts. Uh, you it,
1: guys. May, it, may hap- it, it
0: may it may happen.
1: So exciting.
0: So there is this conversation about what Democrats will do if they win the United States Senate. They take it back over and they get the White House. And one of the things that's been floated out there for a couple of years now is the idea of uh, the, they're going to pack the Supreme Court. Court packing, Sarah. We're, they're just going to add, I don't know, three, four judges... Maybe a baker's dozen. We're gonna have we're gonna have twenty six Supreme Court justices. Well, twenty seven. You can't have an even number. Well, like twenty seven Supreme Court justices, and they'll you know they'll add up you know eighteen liberals, and it'll be oh what a great day that'll be.
1: I don't know how you expect to have the thought police commission if you're not going to add more people to the Supreme Court.
0: But it's just another example. And Mike Pence called it the other night because it was disgusting, and it is disgusting. That the media will not press Joe Biden or Kamala Harris on whether or not they are going to pack the Supreme Court. This whole. Press them.
1: They won't even ask them about it.
0: They asked uh, on Thursday, and mm-hmm. Joe Biden finally sort of addressed it.
1: Oh, yeah, he had a wonderful answer. Um, it was a lot like Nancy Pelosi's you'll find out what's uh, – we have to find – we have to sign the bill to find out what's in the bill?
0: Yeah, pass it. We have to pass the bill to find we have out to what's in to pass
1: the bill to find out what's in the bill. And Biden said, you'll find out what my position is after the election.
0: That should, right there. Right there. That should be it. Like, oh, no, because this is the Supreme Court. Right. This isn't uh, some minor – Policy this isn't whether position. or not you're going to
1: have a dog at the White House, Joe.
0: Yeah. And the media Which just says, is. well, the media, well he, he doesn't want to answer. He should probably answer that question. Moving on, Orange Man bad. Right. Orange Man bad. It's a corrupt media, and I'm going, and I know it's, it's old. I, I know that people get sick of hearing it, but and I don't know, Sarah, What happens in June of next year when this election's over? See what I did there? Uh, I I have no idea if – whether it's Trump or it's Biden, I don't see how the media will ever get its credibility back. CNN – CNN's a joke. They won't ever get
1: their credibility back, but people who never realized that their credibility was gone – will continue watching them. Um, They will continue to hold on to that 18 to 24-year-old pocket of fully indoctrinated, fresh out of liberal university, watching CNN tell them exactly what they want to hear. And it's just going to continue. I mean –
0: I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. They're, I don't not, see they're
1: certainly not going to be held account for
0: it. No, and I know we're jumping all over the place here, but I wanted to bring up a point before we go further with this whole changing the rules thing. Uh, we've talked previously about Never Trump, and I was struck by the amount of Never Trump. Folks on social media who now apparently Mike Pence is not good enough for them either. Mike Pence oh, yeah. is a dirty, well, filthy.
1: Well, Mike Pence has aligned himself with Donald Trump. Yes,
0: fingers, so oh, how dare he. he! Is
1: he is new Hitler two point
0: Yes, but I I I would see uh, you know these CNN contributors who used to be uh, you know Republicans who are now oh gosh it's not my party. All of a sudden, using the language of the left and jumping on these narratives that, oh my God, oh, oh, I'm so outraged. Mike Pence, he was mansplaining. Wait a minute. Now you're, if you don't like Mike Pence because he decided uh, to take the opportunity to be on a presidential ticket and automatically would be considered a front runner if Trump lost in 2016. He was supposed to turn that down because of his principles.
1: (laughs) I mean, he is. And and bottom line is he's the perfect yang for Trump's yin when it comes down to it. Yes.
0: And also, by the way, completely (laughs) illustrated just how bad Trump is at debates. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was so <sighs> prepared and had, and you get a sense too. And I, look, obviously, you have to prepare for something like that, but it's easy to prepare when you know the issues. And it, 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 like like the back of your hand, it's 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 really easy to prepare. And uh, boy, it just to me it looked like from from what I saw from the debate. It really showed the lack of experience and maybe preparation that Donald Trump had in the first debate. I hope that changes if we do have another debate, which who knows. Yeah. Uh, But um, that was uh, quite striking to me. But the changing of the rules. They want to pack the court. They don't want to tell you ahead of time that they're going to pack the court, but they want to pack the court. They want to eliminate the electoral college, electoral college. They want to eliminate it completely gone. Oh, it's got to be popular vote, popular vote because we didn't win. (laughs) We didn't win the election. So we have to change the rules. Now, Nancy Pelosi. There's a story. We're going. To be talking about the 25th Amendment this to me is so stunning it it is it is gross on so many levels this is from the hill sarah speaker Not nancy hill. pelosi said thursday that democrats will hold an event on friday to discuss the 25th amendment amid concerns over president trump's coronavirus diagnosis thursday or tomorrow Uh, By the way, tomorrow, come here, come here tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the 25th Amendment, but not to take action away from the subject we have now. A lot of times what she says is just a word salad. Mm -hmm. They want to (laughs) the amendment delineates presidential succession and authorizes the vice president and a majority of cabinet members to declare a president unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. They're going to have this discussion because of the coronavirus, because he has the sniffles.
1: Right. Right. Because he's obviously in worse shape than Joe Biden.
0: <laughs> they, they're they a month out from an election. An election, they should win. And they should win in a landslide, mm-hmm. not because of Donald Trump's positions or not because of the Democratic Party's platform or because of you know anything other than, in my mind, there has been a three-and-a-half-year war going on between the Democratic Party, the mainstream media, and Donald Trump. 96% of stories that are run about Donald Trump and the Trump administration are negative, have been negative, and this has been going on for years. Oh, well, what, over four years now, mm-hmm. I mean, go. we can go back to the election of last. Go uh, back to of, when of he went down the escalator. Yes. It has been nothing but a sea of negativity from the mainstream media and the Russian hoax, Democrats not accepting the results of the election in 2016, and have, they've been kicking and screaming and dragging their feet and doing everything they can to delegitimize this president, this should be a 15-point landslide. And it's not. Right, And it's not going to be. I still think that there is a secret, shy Trump vote. And what's telling to me is there was a poll released by Fox News. It's Fox News. And the question was, who do you think your neighbor is going to vote for? Hmm. And, and I don't have the numbers in front of me. Trump, I believe, won that poll by uh, nine points. Who do you think your neighbor is going to vote for? Maybe nothing. It may be you know there was a Democratic pollster that said, okay, liberals are just shell shocked from 2016, and they think that they're you know that it's going to happen again. So they're just saying that. I think there's something else to that. I think you've got people who are too scared to tell a pollster that they are going to vote for Donald Trump, but they want, it, they want to express that there's support out there for Donald Trump. There you may think be this shy Your neighbors
1: vote. are supporting for Trump. Trump, 39 percent. Biden, 34 percent.
0: Oh, is that because okay. so the number wasn't quite as big as I thought it was. It was
1: five. I'm sure unsure was 20. Mm-hmm. I'm the newspaper. You know, I got to look. Yes. I got to. That's you. what I'm here for.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Well, and to also to this effect, I'm sorry, the um, uh, Daily Wire, I believe, did a. They looked at Google Trends, and the number of people who are Googling how to vote Republican is like twice as many people who are, vo- are voting or are, are Googling about how to vote Democrat. And again, I don't know what that means. Like, what if it means like how how can you vote republican? Like what if they're writing it like how on earth could you do such a thing and they're trying to figure out like why people vote republican? I don't know. But it's just these are interesting metrics. These are these are all very interesting.
0: I I the only thing that I'm skeptical about is I I still believe Donald Trump is going to win. I think that he's going to pick up more of the black vote than Democrats are expecting. Right. I think he's going to pick up a higher percentage of the Latino vote. I think that the, than what they're expecting. I think he's going to overperform in the Latino vote and black vote in 2020 than he did in 2016. I think that uh, there's going to be much more of a red turnout. Particularly in states like California and New York, I'm not saying he's going to win these states, but I've talked to plenty of people in California over the years, and they would tell me, well, I don't vote for president because my vote doesn't mean anything. And this time hey, around, they're voting.
1: Marylander. Yep. They're voting. I know tons of people in Maryland who are voting this year who have never voted as long as I have known them now because they never thought their vote count-
0: counted. They didn't think their vote counted. That's on the Republican side. Now the 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 question is how much hatred of Donald Trump how much of that will fuel democrats to come out I believe a lot but mm. at some point you have to ask yourself is that enough I I think it it can be because Joe Biden it is clear is not steering the ship. And if enough Democrats believe that Kamala Harris and her her buddies on the far left, the AOCs of the world, are actually the ones who are going to help set policy for a a Biden administration, that may very well be enough to make lefties happy, saying, okay, I don't like Joe, but... I don't know if he's even going to be around all that long.
1: But it also will be enough to turn the moderate Democrat voter away.
0: That's true. And keep
1: them from voting but for what, what I They're am- not going to vote for Trump.
0: Right. But what I am concerned about, and this, this is a media narrative that I'm not sure is true, but I can see it. It's this narrative that Trump turns off suburban women.
1: Totally not true. Total BS.
0: You you believe that's BS? I mean, listen, you are. I I am a suburban white woman. Well, I I, you have been declared the spokeswoman for all suburban uh, white women. Yes. Um. So you're telling me you think this is BS? I do. Why?
1: Uh, because suburban white women are the ones who do the grocery shopping and who do the budgets and who do the monthly expenditures of the family and who know how much money they have to work with from the paychecks coming in every month, whether it's a single or double income home or not. They're the ones, call me a sexist, but... This is what we do. We do the grocery budget. We do the clothing budget. We do the going out budget. We do all those things. And they're the ones that have seen firsthand how that they have more money to work with coming home. But that there's more money for them to play with. And that means something. It means more than any of the personality
0: stuff. But if if they're spooked by the coronavirus and they think that the president of the United States did a lousy job. Combating the virus, even though I listen, I don't think Chicago Jesus would have done any better. There's no denying that the federal response to the virus uh, wasn't perfect. Right, I agree. Several flaws, Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: and you know, I I I have not always liked the president's tone Mm -hmm. and messaging. When it comes to uh, the coronavirus, but the, this, the, you know, the, the, first of all, the, the notion that it's you know, oh, the two hundred thousand plus deaths are on his hands. It's it's such a ridiculous thing, and that's one of the narratives that's that's you see all the time on social media. Lefties are like two hundred thousand people are dead because of Donald Trump. It's like he you sound, murdered them. Yeah, you sound like an idiot. Yes, Mika, um, your your pal Mika Brzezinski.
1: I love her. She she makes the best faces on television.
0: Oh, she threw out uh, just one statement on a show the other day. Could we bring him up on manslaughter charges? Just complete idiocy. Uh,
1: um, I will tell
0: you one as
1: as the spokesperson of the suburban white woman. Yes, um, I doubt the. not doubt that's not the right word i don't know that coronavirus response is going to be as big of a factor in this election as people think it is i think that people i think especially the suburban white mother suburban white mother suburban white woman suburban woman just suburban. let's just say suburban woman i think they're more angry that stuff is still closed and that where we're handling it now going forward in their local jurisdictions, that's what's making them angry. They're not going to vote about something that is over. Like I just don't, I don't see people going, well, I just don't like the way he handled coronavirus. Like I don't know that that's going to be a factor for uh, pulling a lever either way, because it's done. It's done. And it's over. Um, What was it that what's, Oh God, there was a great line that was so two years ago, but it was about Benghazi and it was like, not over because we didn't have any answers but it was a great line that we used for a long time he's like why are we talking about this so two years ago but like people don't you know they may not like the way he handled it but even if they don't like the way they he handled it how do you know like how do we know that he handled it all that wrong how do you know that if he hadn't china banned it would have been better or if he hadn't done a mask, or if he'd done a mask thing earlier, they don't know. So I just don't think it's going to be that much of a factor.
0: Well, I think the other thing, too, is so much of the coronavirus response came from governors. Right. Where a lot of people are very upset with their governor, and not necessarily the president of the United States. Exactly. Uh, I I mean, especially
1: the president's been the one going send the kids back to school, we have to open things up, we have to open things up, we have to send things back to school, send kids back to school. I think more suburban moms agree with that then we need to keep things closed
0: and how disgusting was the mainstream media um you know we really didn't get a chance to discuss the fact that the president of the united states has coronavirus and the disappointment it seemed that came from the mainstream media that he didn't get a lot sicker than he did and Mm -hmm. i saw press conferences with the president's doctors that were tougher than any press conference that joe biden has had to sit through in the last year just completely once again, I hate keep to keep beating this drum about how the media is corrupt and the mainstream media needs to be destroyed. Just another example of that, but I, you know, Sarah, we're we're running short on time, and the coronavirus has had an impact on you again. Yeah, it has. You, for those who don't know, if if you, um, if you're new here, if you're new here, Sarah is a newlywed
1: i'm a coronavirus bride guys
0: and I'm i was a covid bride i am her clergy and i was supposed yes. to uh be the uh the efficient
1: mm-hmm.
0: at her wedding ceremony of our,
1: our april wedding our mm-hmm. april 2020 wedding
0: and that didn't happen thanks it to sure the coronavirus didn't. uh and so this they were going to go on their honeymoon mm-hmm. and you're originally my, my, going my, on my, a, yeah, a cruise in,
1: in May, we were going on a cruise. My darling father-in-law got us a honeymoon cruise. First week of May, a week after our wedding, and that, you can imagine, was canceled.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you rescheduled um, it for? November. No- another, November And this was going to be a, a, a cruise, another cruise.
1: Still cruise, same islands, same cruise ship, same everything. And? Even better room because they gave us 125% rebooking because they had to cancel it. So that was, I mean, it was cool. And it was November 15th. So back then I was like, oh, that's great. The election will be over. I can take a week off. The election's not going to be over November 15th. Right. And so meanwhile, for the last two weeks, three weeks, I've been like, I'm going to have to get a lobotomy to go on this cruise (laughs) to be able to enjoy myself because there's no way I'm going to be able to sit back and relax if I don't know who the president is,
0: but I don't have to worry about it.
1: Because my cruise has been canceled again everybody. My honeymoon cruise.
0: I'm so sorry.
1: It's okay. We're rescheduled for February of 2021.
0: The election may be over by then.
1: <laughs> the election just might
0: be over. You, you want to hear something funny is sure. I'm I'm planning and this this may be really dumb. Uh, I have to buy a car mm-hmm. and I've had really good luck at a, a dealership in Florida. Bought my last car there, and I and like it's like one of these super uh, stores for used cars, like a 1, 1,100 cars on Amazing. the lot. And then you drive, and I drove it home, and I've had great luck with it. So I'm thinking about flying down to buy another car, either in Florida or there's another super huge dealership just outside of Houston. I may fly to Houston and drive it back up. Um, I'm gonna fly two days after the election. Mm-hmm. Hmm. will the country be on fire two days after the election yeah
1: in the air might be your safest spot
0: but then i gotta drive home how many how many interstates will be uh right how many interstates will be blocked by uh by protesters Mm
1: -hmm. yeah stay off the main highways do not go go to houston so you don't have to drive through atlanta going home because atlanta is going to be a nightmare it's aw- it's awful traffic as it is, and it's a huge hub. There's tons of people tra- the, the the highways. There are very easy to block. Don't drive through Atlanta two days after.
0: Maybe election. I'll just drive. Maybe I'll just buy a local car.
1: Or but you could do that.
0: I saved like twenty five hundred dollars last time I bought a car in Florida. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So it's like oh geez, that's it makes it worth it. And plus, Ford if I awesome. go to Texas, I get to be in Texas in November.
1: You get to be in Texas in November, which is really great, and you get to eat Bucky's Nuggies.
0: Yeah. Oh, decisions, decisions. We're out of time.
1: Uh, It was a pleasure, as always.
0: It was a pleasure, as always. Remember, you can catch the Snark Factor radio program right here on Wham Talk, 1600 AM, 92.7 FM, every Sunday morning at 6, and the podcast. We're going to post it. I promise. Check it out over at Apple Podcasts and Really, any of your favorite podcast platforms you'll be able to find the snark factor there check out the Facebook page Facebook.com slash Radio follow me on Twitter at Fingers follow Sarah on Twitter at Mama Swati and of course all things Fingers Malloy. check it out it's the website FingersMolloy.com the king of small media that's what they calls me so go find it we will be back next week On Wham Talk, 1600 AM, 92.7 FM, this is the Snark Factor. She's Sarah, I'm Fingers, bye-bye.